The Utah Jazz took Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving all the way to the wire despite being shorthanded with an awesome defensive effort and surprising standouts. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz fall 120-116 to to the vaunted offense of the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic was not vaunted tonight. In fact, the final numbers on tonight, the offensive rating, Dallas came in as one of the top offensive teams, 108 and 106. So Dallas well below league average, one of the best defensive efforts of the night of the year by the Utah Jazz. And, Ron, let's go to that. We went to shoot around today, and the Jazz had a really specific plan on how they want to play Kyrie, how they want to play Luka. It was not easy. Brian Bailey, Jazz assistant coach, had the scout. And I thought, for the most part, they executed it fabulously tonight. They, they really did, and, and I think what really helped them was the fact that the rotation was was uh, was definitely good to the point where Tim Hardaway ended up getting hot, but it wasn't Luka or Kyrie, especially early in the ballgame, that was getting the, you know, was getting, uh, getting shots. I think Kyrie is so good in transition that is not a lot you can do with him. But I thought half court, they took a, a lot away from him but not a lot from Luca, if you understand what I mean. I mean, their half-court offense, we talked about coming in, was a 120 over 120 in three of their last four games. It was a 130 with both those guys on the floor. League average in that situation is a 100. I mean, these guys were killing the NBA coming in tonight. So what did the Jazz do? Let's dig into it a little bit. They, there were times where they doubled both Luca and Kyrie. They were they, I mean, they really were kind of all-out effort there. Well, the game plan was to, to double Luca. Um, especially when they put the ball on four. Once he put the ball on four, they would go and double um, and then rotate out of it once he picked the basketball up. And the, what was what you're going to be vulnerable to would be the corner three on the opposite side of the floor. Uh, Luca, obviously, they found a way to get the corner to uh, to get those corner threes off. They did not have a lot of success with that corner three in the first half. Uh, not until Hardaway came in the ball game, and even his shots were not coming from from the corner three, but. Uh, the defensive plan was to do just that. Try to, and believe me, these guys have seen that type of uh, a defense so many times, and so they tend to make those adjustments and 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 was able to score. The big thing here, I've just said that Luca averages 22 shots a game. Kyrie averages 20, so they're pretty much you know right on where they where the number of shots that they get up. Jazz gave up 45 three-point attempts, which is somewhat by design. And Dallas made them. And, and this is where Dallas is just really tough. Dallas, when you swing around, look at their open three-point shooters. All Reggie Bullock, who went out with an injury, is 37.5%. Every other one of those guys is over 40%. So, And they move it. They, they spin it beautifully. They know how to play it. They know how to space it. And when you double, which you kind of have to do on Luka, we did, uh, if you were on our broadcast tonight, we dug into the numbers. If you don't double, you're dead. Yeah. He'll kill you. Ask Steven Silas and Tom Thibodeau. He dropped 50 and 60 on them. And they moved it, and, and they know how to play it. They just know how to spin it and know how to do it. Yeah, they, they, they do. Hardaway gets hopped. Now, he's, he's a deadly three-point shooter, and he's going to have his moments during the course of the ball game. He went seven for nine. And I think in that first half, if I remember correctly, he ended up with five of those seven coming in the first half, um, three in, in that first quarter. So this is a team that that does not give up a lot of threes the jazz were able to get up the threes they just didn't didn't make as many as the um, as the mavericks the jazz super shorthand tonight no colin sexton mm. no jordan clarkson um no walker kessler as well maybe some 
actually reasons why the rotations defensively were quicker tonight because this could have some of this could have been hard for Walker, and we'll talk about Damian Jones. He was brilliant. Um, but they were able to survive barely offensively. I mean, like 105 is not a great offense tonight, but when we watched them without Jordan and without the other night without Colin, they had 27 turnovers against Oklahoma City. Tonight they ended up, I think, with 16. What did you see in offensive growth from them tonight compared to what we saw against Oklahoma City? Well, what I didn't see was a lot of pressure by the, the, uh, <clears throat> the Dallas Mavericks. I, I thought the Oklahoma City Thunder pressure defense was a lot better uh, and, and they rotated very quickly. Uh, they got their hands in the passing lanes. This team for the Dallas Mavericks are not a very good defensive team. Uh, it's like they don't challenge you aggressively like, like we saw against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Lowry Markinen tonight has 33 points. Really, again, I think this is a testament to Dallas's inadequate defense, frankly. Like, without anyone else on the floor. Like, there's yeah. not another guy on the floor that would be expected to be scoring. For Lowry to power through for 33 tonight is pretty impressive. Yeah, it wasn't like they were making a, a, a big effort to keep him from getting the basketball or taking it out of his hands or anything like that. Uh, and, and, again, boy, it's just one year about the Dallas Mavericks. Is this going to be a team that's going to try to outscore every opponent, you know, especially going into the playoffs? Now, Lowry gets his 20 shots up, uh, and, and he makes 12, but – yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if they were to figure out a way to try to keep him from getting the basketball, and 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 who who else is going to have a big night, you know, for the Jazz other than him? Before we turn the focus over to three Jazz players who I thought were fabulous, let's just go to that for a second. This yeah. we got to see Luca and we got to see Kyrie together. They both end up with big numbers: thirty-three for Kyrie, twenty-nine for Luca. They're both amazing. But like, what do you think of this? Like, we, what we just watched. What do you think of that roster construction? What do you think of that team? You're talking about the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I think this is a team that can score. I, I, I think that they're going to have a tough time. Uh, they don't have a rim protector, um, and so it's going to be awfully different. They average, what, three block shots a ball game or something like that, so they don't have anybody protecting the rim. So without a good defensive scheme against their, their opponents, as powerful as their offense is concerned, I, just, I, I don't see it. I really don't. Interesting. We'll see as they get closer. All right, let's talk about some of our stalwarts. I – uh, chat room wants to really talk about the Chris Dunn non-overturn. Um, but let's talk about some of our stalwarts first. Damian Jones, I thought, showed some defensive prowess and foot movement and on the floor against Luka and some things that I didn't know he could do that if I'm the Jazz, I yeah. just saw, I'm pretty interested. He's under contract next year. That's a pr That, to me, looked like a viable backup center in the NBA. I thought he did a lot of things tonight. Well, we have to see a little bit more of him uh, what, how reliable can he be? What kind of minutes would he would, would he need? I totally agree. Foot speed, footwork was very, very good defending uh, Luca out there on the floor. Um, and, you know, he does rebound very well. I mean, I, I think he can block shots there as well. But uh, offensively, you have to keep him closer, closer to the basket. He did knock down a three. But, did knock down a three. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It, we'll just have to wait and see what the Jazz have and who's going to be competing with, for that spot next year. All right, Chris Dunn continues on his two on his ten day contract. Eleven points, eight rebounds, five assists tonight. He had a steal. I thought he had two actually. Uh, what did you see out of Chris Dunn? I, I'm sort of trying to figure out why he's been moved around. Thirty nine percent shooting from the field, thirty percent shooting from three. But for his it, career, I'm not talking about a starter or, or a guy that has a. I'm just thinking about is he a rotation player? I, I think on some teams he can be. Uh, 
Can the shooting get better? I think the type of shots that he's taking now, I don't know what he was taking before. Uh, his field goal percentage could definitely be, uh, be, be as good. But his playmaking ability, does he have it? Uh, the, and defense. I think his defense is pretty good. His defense has been his calling card his entire career. You bring up a question I don't actually know the answer to. How is he? Is he set, he gets a, he got some assists tonight. Does he set up his teammates? Does he is he making and, plays that are making getting guys baskets? And, and and that's another thing. You come to a team, you're on a ten day contract. You're trying not to make any mistakes, uh, and and you're also trying to play what the game plan. You're trying to stick with that. And maybe sometimes you don't get into playing your game to where you could set up guys and get them to basketball, that kind of thing. Um, if he was under contract and playing comfortable, uh, maybe we'd see a little bit different done. Right. But right now, uh, I think he's, he's trying not to make mistakes. And, and you know, he's he's signed for the rest of the year. Isn't no, no, he's, he's still on a 10-day. 10-day, yeah. So, it, yeah. But. All right, Taylor Horton Tucker, 33 minutes tonight, and the number five turnovers again. I mean, he's trying to take that control. He, I think those five was in the first half, too. Oh, interesting. So, so, I don't think he had one in the second half. Uh, he just really, actually, I thought, kind of took over the game a little bit with his power and taking Tim Hardaway Jr. to the rack and lowering the shoulder on him and making a bunch of plays. I, I thought he was he was super impressive. I thought I thought this was as good a game as Taylor's played as a point guard for the Jazz. 21.6 rebounds, four assists tonight. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with that. All right, let's talk, give out our stars. I think it's probably two of those three, but though Lowry, pretty hard not to give Lowry 33.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block tonight. I have a hard time not giving him one. I'd like to I'd like to pay a little tribute to Damian Jones. I'd like to pay a little tribute to Chris Dunn. I'd like to pay a little tribute to Taylor Horton Tucker. I'm going to, boy, I don't know. You almost have to go with Tucker and, 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 and marketing. Uh, even though those guys played well, I mean, both – 22, 23 minutes there for Jones and uh, done with 23, 24 minutes there as well. I mean, they were very effective. Uh, Can I go Markinen and Jones while you go Markinen and THT? Let's do it. Okay. I just think Damian Jones deserves a little shout-out tonight for the yeah. way he played. Yeah. Um, though Dunn played great, too, so uh, hard call. All right, that is Postcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow. And then a special edition Thursday of Locked on Jazz with Leaf Tulane getting ready for the March uh, ba- college basketball and the draft positioning of all that, uh, which the Jazz, I think, moved from 13th to 8th in lottery balls tonight with one single loss, by the way. Just, <laughs> just a side note for you on that. See you. Uh, yeah, probably.